Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What is up, Dolphins fans? And welcome into the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Fish Tank Podcast, OJ McDuffie, Big Seth Levitt are here. I am Travis Wingfield of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. And guys, Juice, I mean, as bad as a result, I think, as you can get in a game, lose the game, lose your quarterback, OJ. Yeah, man, real, real tough night for the for the Dolphins, man, on the road. Uh, riding high going into a you know big game, man, but uh, more importantly, you know, uh, the Tua situation and his health is probably more – Definitely more important in the outcome of that game and anything else that you know anybody wants to talk about. Uh, so we're just honestly just um, hoping our, our, our QB one is, is going to be okay. We heard before we got on the air that he's going to be flying back with a team. I think that's a great sign yeah. um, because you know if there's if the, the trauma is that bad, usually you don't want to be flying anybody when it's a head trauma. Uh, so I'm just um, you know I, I, I honestly at this point you and I were talking about it. We, we it's, it's going to be tough to do a post game, but we have to do a post game. But I really don't give a damn about the game. Yeah. You know, uh, we're three and one right now. But more importantly, man, I'm worried about, you know, two and two is health. And that's the most important thing. And that's, I guess that's kind of a good thing to turn back to you here and just kind of ask you, how does, how does a player, I've always wondered that, and you can obviously give us experience on that. How do you turn back after something like that and go play more football after you see your teammate down like that? Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It really is. I mean, it really starts, think about it. We, you know, we were, we still have the ball on offense, so it's hard for the offense to come in. You got a, a quarterback one for one coming in cold, but you're coming in. And your mind is is your mind on football at that point? A lot of guys reflect when you see something like that. A lot of guys reflect on their own situation if it were them, and you know, and you and you saw how the Dolphin team and how Coach McDaniel were, how they all came out to the field and gathered around Tua, you know, to make sure he was all right. I mean. We knew, we knew he wasn't all right, you know, at that point because, I mean, the whole world saw that. But at the same time, you see the love and how much they honor their, their captain and how much they, you know, appreciate the leadership that he brings to the team. And it's like it's hard. It's hard to gather yourself back up and get your you get you get out there and, and play football again. It's tough on both teams, but it's really tough on the team where the players on. You know, you saw the Bengals are probably – they're thinking the same thing at times. But the team, you know, that the, the players on – it's always tougher for them than anybody else. And we heard that Mike McDaniel had actually spoke to Tua before he did leave the facility and Tua was uh, conscious and, and asking about the, the result of the play is, is what I think I saw on the Twitter. It was from Amazon or something. But it wasn't just 
Tua that was lost in this game. A couple of other guys got injured, and we're, we're showing some signs of maybe some fatigue left over from the previous yeah. week. And I mean, that's that's kind of the the rub here on a, a short week on a Thursday night, right, Big Seth? I mean, you got so such a long injury list of players. We see X on the sideline with a, a wrap around his leg. We see Jalen Waddle limping around there. Just a, a tough, tall order here. Short week on the road after a very emotional and draining game on Sunday against Buffalo. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you just nailed it. That's exactly what it was. It was an emotional game. It was a draining game. It was hot, and it, as much as our guys were prepared for that, uh, it takes something out of you. I, I think we talked about it early on. Will they have legs? And I was actually impressed. I thought yeah. the guys stood tall. Uh, the defense, who was out there for 92 snaps, we all say 90 plays, but 92 snaps, I guess, is what it was last week. I mean, how many third down short yardage yeah. plays did they yeah. stand tough? They you know, had another fourth down to stop. Um, I think they gave it everything they got, but when you start to see guys uh, start to see guys falling off, you start to see guys with the heating pads wrapped around, you know, all, a lot of those soft tissue injuries. I, I, I think it took its toll. Um, for what they give up, for 13 points in the fourth quarter after only giving up three points in the four, uh, first two games in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so, yeah. or excuse me, the first three games. So, I, I, I think that that's a sign of uh, fatigue, a sign of not having all of your guys out there. Um, to your point earlier, Juice, I, I think they were all shook when, when you know that, that had to be tough to watch Tua laying there like that. Uh, but they rallied and they stayed competitive, and it really was. They had the lead going into the fourth quarter, and they just didn't have enough in the end. They didn't have enough. The final score of the game, what even was it? I didn't even 27 15. 27 15. Yeah. Thanks, Juice. We got those, yep. those late scores always tend to throw me off a little bit. Yep. But yeah, I just kind of felt the energy. I mean, even in the room watching it there with us, and we were getting pumped up there at the end, thinking they might have a chance to come back and win the game. And I thought it was interesting that. The way that it looked like they might have a chance to go get that game-winning drive was through the running game, which we saw get cranking there later on. Yeah. And it, it looked to me, I'm Juice, you can maybe tell me if I'm wrong here, but it, it seemed like the game plan sure sure dialed back once you know once QB1 goes out of the lineup. And that's obviously a big loss for anybody, but it kind of just, I think it speaks to, to how much Tua means to this offense and to this team after, you know, what we saw in the second half tonight. Yeah, you know, and I even commented there a couple of plays that, you know, they had Teddy rolling left. They were probably meant for Tua. You know, uh, you know the way it was designed, and Teddy still tried to. You know, we still try to run it with Teddy. I don't know how much we got, how much we dialed back, but you know, I think the energy itself, yeah. you know, just wasn't there. Even, even think about it. The first snap that Teddy had, you know, that was a hell of a throw, just sort of first down for us, you know, pretty much. And, but at the same time, though, you could just tell as deflated as we were, you know, in the green room watching it. I mean, we were we were so pumped, and then all of a sudden, man, you just. You, it's tough. It really is really, really, really tough on the guys out there. And they all battled. And I thought Teddy had a heck of a game. At one point, Teddy had as many yards as Joe Burrow yeah. did, you know, in the passing game. So we thought there was a chance right there. But at the same time, though, like like us being on the air right now, not you know, worrying about Tua's health, you know, they're professionals too, and they had to go out there and they had to go out there and try to win a football game. That's what the bottom line is. Yeah, and guys, let's not lose sight of the fact that they, they were down five points with the ball driving and got down to the Cincinnati twenty six. I mean, they were yeah. they were putting themselves despite everything that had happened, all the guys that were out, you you know, you've got your set your backup quarterback in. Uh, had obviously some uh, a dramatic and and I think emotional moment there at halftime and what, thinking about your leader and all of those things they were driving in a position uh, to to go ahead you know so I, I think it says a lot about this team and uh, again Juice you said it you said, I don't want any moral victories and I'm not talking about a moral victory but if you want to look big picture and what's going on long term this team had four very difficult games. Uh, and I think they were, you know, they won the first three. They were competitive here despite a lot of different obstacles. 
I think the future looks good for this. You know, this team is trending in the right direction as as much as it's, you know, kind of a bad taste in your mouth tonight. We can't lose sight of the fact that I think this is a pretty good football team down here. Yeah, especially, you know, I guess the, the grand scheme of things, 3-1 and one after this first quarter of the season. I had another one of my pre-planned segments if they had won the game I was going to go into talking about, you know, how uh, we, we keep hearing, like, are the Dolphins for real? All these different things. And I was thinking, you know, they beat, well, they would have beaten the Bengals. It would have been a nice win. Uh Baltimore and Buffalo are nice wins. The Patriots is a nice win. Back to the summer, they played really well in those joint practices. Like At some point, we have to acknowledge, I think this is a pretty good football team. And I, I do think you saw some more positive signs, like you guys mentioned, defensively. I mean, the effort up front, and this is a weekly thing at this point, the short yardage defense. I don't know if there's a better team in the league at it. I mean, Landon Roberts comes in there, and B-gap to B-gap, he is an absolute wrecking ball. Right. Blows yes, things is. up. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer. I mean, those guys just hold the point so well. So I think between what we saw, the development from that side of the football with a bunch of guys that are for sure very tired, like you guys mentioned there in the fourth quarter. Eventually, Levy broke there at the end, but I think you saw that group really show kind of what they're worth. The running game coming along, Juice, the offensive line. There's a couple of guys up front we were talking about tonight, but I mean, I think that once you know everybody gets back and gets healthy, and, and hopefully the quarterback is part of that equation too, I, I think you have a complete football team here that just dropped a tough one on the road in a short week. Yeah, they, they did, man. They, they dropped a lot today, and you know what? It's it's we're gonna be okay. Let's 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 just talk right here. We're gonna we're we're three and one, you know. We're we're three and one in the conference. You know, we're two and zero oh in the division. We're still right where we want to be when it comes to football. You know, and if we want to be keep it one hundred, we we were happy to get out of it this four games with being five hundred. You know, the fact that we're at seven fifty, you know, and, and you know with, with with the with the you know the schedule coming up that we have, we're in, we're in good shape. We really are, man. Health is a big concern always, especially when it's this early in the season when you got guys with some of these injuries and some of these injuries can and be so, and who these guys are, yeah, exactly. right? And Seeing they, X and Waddle both with the groin and X yep. and Waddle, and then of course Tua, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, it's 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 a tough deal, right. and it's it's such the first quarter of the season. It's a, those are some tough ones to come back from. Ten days though, thank goodness, you know, you hate I hate us having Thursday games. But thank goodness it is a Thursday game, so we got these 10 days to get our guys ready to go. And you look, I mean, yeah, and it's really the margins where the Dolphins lost this game. We talked about some special teams gaps in this one. You miss, a, you have a blocked field goal. You miss an extra point. We lose four points on the opening drive with a drop in the back of the end zone that seems like, you know, forever ago at this yeah, point. Yeah. So it, the Dolphins have been finding ways to make these plays, to win these games late, and it didn't happen tonight. It's not going to happen every night for you. And again, with the circumstances you're facing, you have to make all those plays to get the dub at the end of the day. They don't. They fall to 3-1. and one. We do want to break this game down for you guys more in depth. We'll do that. We'll hear from head coach Mike McDaniel as well with you all until the early morning hours here on the Dolphins postgame show, which is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, the Bengals 27, Miami 15. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppressal and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. It is a Dolphins defeat, 27-15. The Bengals win this one, but we still had a big-time performance. Let's get to our key player of the game, sponsored by Ed Morse. When you buy from Morse, you're backed by Morse with the price protection promise from Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall. It's the Cheetah who got loose in the jungle in the third quarter. Bridgewater out of the shotgun again. Mostert remains the running back. Play action fake back to throw. Teddy wants it all deep downfield. And it's caught by Tyreek Hill. He's inside the five at the four-yard line. What a throw and catch. What great concentration by Tyreek Hill to come down with that ball. Boy, once he saw that was one-on-one and no help, but that is great concentration. It went up in the air and second time he came comes down with it. It's 10 catches, 160 yards on 14 targets, including that 64-yard reception that was batted into the air and caught by Tyreek Hill and Juice, it's not just speed with this guy. He makes tough catches on the regular, man. Dude, I don't know how he focused on that ball. <laughs> it's so hard to be running 100 miles an hour like he runs, you know, a contested pass, and then to, you know, to to, 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 to challenge it, and then all of a sudden, you know, refine it. Is that a word, Big Seth? Yeah, it is tonight. All right, we'll make it a word. Found it again, and I'll make that catch, man. He He's that good, you know, and he's that fast, obviously. And we're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of different opportunities for him to get behind some defenders, man, because uh, he, he runs some great routes. But that focus right there and concentration, I mean, it's second to none. And we, you know, some guys can do it once, but we've seen it happen multiple times with with, with Cheetah. I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch. Absolutely. I mean, look, they they said that that is his 16th catch of 50 yards or more uh, since 2016, more than anybody <laughs> in crazy. in the league, uh, right? And uh, he just does it time and time again. He's almost got at the 500-yard mark for the season <laughs> in right four now. games. So uh, it's it's pretty impressive. They, you saw that they basically the secondary for the Bengals were like, look, we're not even gonna we're not gonna try and find the ball. We're gonna try and find Cheetah, and if he gets past us, we're just gonna hold on to him and jump on, and we'll get the flag and try and prevent a touchdown. And they still couldn't contain him. Now you did bring up a point, Juice. 14 targets, Waddle only had five. I don't know how much of that had to do with the quarterback change. I don't know how much of that had to do that, you know, Waddle was was playing a little dinged up. But uh, they definitely went to to the Cheetah early and often. But he rewarded the Dolphins, uh, you know, with with quite a performance today. It did seem like they were kind of intent on getting the ball down the field, even when two was in the game, took a couple of deep shots. Yes, they did. And and I thought that kind of the – not the result. What's the opposite? What's the antonym of result, Big Seth? The the precursor of it. Um, 
was the pass the pass protection was so good. I mean, some of those pockets they had to throw from to kind of get back there, hitch yeah. up, and throw the ball down the field was was legit. Mm-hmm. I thought throughout the much of the night, but um, you know, the one turnover there, then obviously the, the late uh, interception by Teddy Bridgewater as well. But pushing the ball down the field. You know, if they can continue to do that throughout the course of the season, it's going to be a big aspect of this offense, especially if the run game gets cranking the way it did there late. So yeah. that's kind of the cheetah impact, right? Like you can Wait, go how, deep, how you nice can is it, bro? Up. How nice is it for us to be taking shots down the field Best. like that? We yeah. haven't seen this in a long time, man. And, uh, you know, we got some guys, you know, Tools getting it down the field. Teddy can get it down the field. And Mike McDaniel can draw it up to get him down the field, man. That, that is some really, really exciting stuff. And we, you know, it's so – it's so funny for us because we all prefer to watch the game in person because we can see guys running open when they're making these throws. And compared to, you know, watching on TV, when we see them drop back to make the long throw, we don't know where the hell is going at that point. But if we watch the game in person, we, we can tell who the receiver is that's wide open or, or breaking open or, or even and leaving, you know. So, I mean, we, we're going to see some more exciting plays and more explosive plays than we've seen and for the Dolphin team in a long, long time, man. We needed more today, but I, we, we we noticed it right away with, with Waddle, man. Waddle was, you know, he was laboring a little bit, and you could see it in the, in the All-22 that we watched. So we've got to make sure that, you know, our guys get healthy and so we can continue our, our track meet out there on the football field. No, you mentioned I love having the, the All-22 film that we had from the, the live broadcast today from the Amazon Prime broadcast. I think it's called Prime Vision, which gave us a look at the back end, which also we're going to talk about the defensive secondary and the job they did outside of a couple of plays in this game to really put the clamps on some of those Bengals receivers and really frustrate Joe Burrow throughout much of the night. But, I mean, you know, talking about the offense and just the cheetah impact, our, our impact player of the game here, our key player of the game, I should say, sponsored by Ed Morse, um, just the, the space that he helps this offense create, but also Big Seth, I mean, the way – that we've seen this offense create space just from Mike McDaniel. I mean, we talked about that first drive, throwing that ball to the back corner to Chase Edmonds. I mean, you just have playmakers on top of playmakers, and yeah. McDaniel has a way of scheming this thing up to, to get guys open. It's, you know, again, a losing effort, but I still think, like, through four games, you have to be pretty pleased with how this offense has been constructed. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I see, and especially when, like you said, Juice, when you're in the stadium, you kind of see if a guy's running free. But when we're here and we, all we can see is what the TV's giving us, every time I see whether it was Tua or Teddy and they just launch one deep, I stand up because I, I, in my in my mind, I know somebody's <laughs> I know just running free that. down the field, right? Like, it, you know, I, I don't know that I've felt that way in years past. So, look, I'm not trying to uh, erase the fact that they lost the game tonight. Right. I'm not trying to erase the fact that they were two for ten on third down right. or that, you know, there, there were a lot of things there that need to get cleaned up. But I also have the confidence that they will. I just it just seems to me that the entire operation seems to be healthier. You know, the guy I, I I don't think that anybody is losing faith in each other or their coaching staff after tonight. You know, I, I just don't think that that's the way they're built right now. And I believe that those guys probably walked off and said, we left one on the field today, that yeah, we, we were a better team. That was a game we should have won. Yeah, there's a lot to be cleaned up. There really is a lot to be cleaned up. I, I saw a lot, especially on offense. There's a lot to be cleaned up on offense. We saw some motion things, timeouts used, you know, guys not lining up right. Uh, I hate to see that in week four of the season. So there's a lot to be that needs to be worked out, and they're going to work it out. They've got extra time to work those things out. Um, presumably, you know, who knows, you know, what Tua's status is, but I'll, I'll probably say in the next 10 days that Teddy will be starting for us. I mean, it, it makes sense in my opinion, but who knows. But at the same time, though, there's some motion things, snap count things, things that we did on offense that have to get cleaned up. So, Juice, talk to me about that. I mean, you look, you played when Dan Marino went out, 
right? And there was nobody, you know, did the backup quarterback even ever expect to play when Dan Marino was playing? And so, you know, when those changes had to come, when when Scott Mitchell came in, it, what was that transition like? Did it take getting through a game, getting through a week of practice to kind of get down, whether it was the snap count, the timing, understanding where you wanted the ball on a route or where he was going to throw or where he could get yeah. the ball on a route. Yeah. You know, what was that transition like knowing that you were going, that, that Danny was going to be out for an extended period of time? Yeah, you know, and that was, you know, we, everybody thought when I got there that Scott was going to be the heir apparent to Danny. So it was like no, you know, no mystery that Scott Mitchell was going to be the guy that was going to take over Dan Marino. Uh, one day when he retired, Danny, Danny just played 17 years and Scott couldn't hang on anymore, you know. Uh, so it, it is a tough it's a tough transition because, look, during the week, the backup guy gets no reps with number ones. They get very little reps. They might get one or two snaps. If you got a 20-play script, they might get two or th- maybe two or three snaps on some of the stuff that's in the game plan. And so some of the better, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks, and, and Teddy's that professional-like type of guy, they prepare like they're going to be starters. You have to. Your backup guy has to prepare like he's going to be a starter, and the guys that are playing with him have to prepare, you know, for anything just in case. Look, I was the emergency quarterback for the Dolphins one year <laughs> for like half a season, and it scared the hell out of me, you know. I've never played quarterback before in my life, but for some reason, Kippy Brown and those guys wanted me to be the, the emergency quarterback in case two guys went down. If two guys went down in front of me, I'm gonna I'm gonna help the second guy up. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that his ass can get up and play some football because I, I'm not I'm not getting in the NFL and take my first NFL snap from the center. That's are, not gonna happen. Are there any pass plays in that playbook with you? All pass plays. It was all like read option way back in the day. I was in shotgun the whole time. I had like a ten play you know book. That's big O. Me and Aronde, man, we hooked up on a in practice. They want me to dink and dunk and maybe run. I hit big O on a 15-yard comeback. It was nice, man. You know, <laughs> was nice. my arm is nice now. I just can't see over those big. I was things. gonna say, what's that like when you got a bunch of six-five guys in front of yeah. you and you're standing there at five? Claustrophobic. Is yeah. Okay. Like. <laughs> Claustrophobic. I watched a couple of practices with Juice this summer, and sometimes in the in the warm-up portion of practice, he's watching Sam throw the balls to the DBs. Nice throw, Sam. He's coaching up the DBs, and I got a better arm than that too. So he's like, he's always about how how the other guys can throw Juice the football. Juice has a cannon. Receivers. I used uh, to. The MetLife takeover too. I saw you playing catch some of the kids oh. out. Oh, man, that dime that I dropped in the parking there. lot. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that dime is that legendary dime I dropped in the parking lot. Big Sep We're was right there. We was all heading into the stadium. Man, I took a little. Yeah, I mean, come on, man, I can throw for days. I think they're still talking about it up there in, uh, yeah, in New are. Jersey. Yeah, the, 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 the juice dime in the parking lot before the game. So that is your key player of the game, sponsored by Ed Morse, Tyreek Hill. All the latest GM models are right here at the Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall, and they're all backed by Morse. We still have plenty to go with you guys here. First hour of the post game show. Mike McDaniel coming your way from the uh, podium after the game as well. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new. Mazda SUV on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherMazda.com for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati. The Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins Radio Network where Dolphins fans live. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Make more good in the all-new Sportage X Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive and available 360-degree surround view monitor. No mission is too small to take on. And guys, even though a 27-15 loss... 
I want to talk about the defense in this segment because I don't think 27 points does justice to the performance they put out there today. There was just all kinds of good. And my main point, I think, Juice, that I want to get into here talking about the defense, uh, there's multiple ways we can go here, but I think it's the ability for all three levels to be so versatile and so multiple. Like we saw the back end of this defense mixing up their coverage in ways they don't typically play. We saw lots of two-man, right, in this game where you have two high safeties and man coverage underneath. And boy, for long stretches in this game, except for one play on Xavier Howard, it was really dang good. Yeah, it really was. I mean, look, they gave up that first first drive for a touchdown, and then the rest of it was, you know, was 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 really solid football. I mean, we had that touchdown, then they had punt, downs on that fourth down, stopped by us, you know, punt again, they scored again, um, punt, punt, field goal, field goal, you know, they did, they did a heck of a job, man, and we've seen that time in and time out for this team. Last week, you know, gave up a lot of yards, but didn't give up a lot of points. This week, you know, they really didn't bust it open until, you know, late in the game. Like Seth said, we had the ball back, you know, with, with plenty of time, only down five. You know, so the team was doing well, and that's because the defense was doing a heck of a job of keeping us in the football game. This is, I mean, under, barely over 300 yards, that's not a bad night for yeah. a defensive team. Uh, when you got a quarterback that's, you know, been hot like that or trying to get, you know, get on, get on tasks like uh, Joe Burrow was trying to do, but I think our defense did a, a, a solid job. At the end, I mean, bottom line is you got to get stops. We needed stops yeah. at right. the end of the game. I mean, we can sit here and talk about how, how solid they played at times, Fourth quarter is really all There just guys. wasn't enough left in the tank, Juice, yeah. I don't think. Especially when X goes out, yeah, too, right? Yeah, well, I feel you. I feel you. Next man up. I, I just, you know, we can't we can't sit here and, and, and make excuse for anybody. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying I yeah. think that that's the result. I think you have 92 snaps the week before in 100-and-something degree weather, and uh, and then you come out there on the road and you make some stops. You, may, you know, again, this is that whole bend, don't break. You start to see some guys falling down, and then next thing you know, that that you, you think you're driving, and then you're back on the field, and those guys, you know, the old those guys get paid too, Juice. Uh, not only do those guys get paid, right? Those guys were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow, right? Chase. I mean, the, people well, are saying that that might be the best starting three wide receiver core in the league. Yeah, those guys are good. Well, I mean, but look, the Bengals, the Bengals defense had 76 snaps against them last week too. The Jets put up 76 snaps, and they had a, you know, a quick turnaround as well. So, I mean, you, we know, you know, you and I. And it wasn't Travis, 110 degrees, though. I don't give a damn what it was. <laughs> snaps snaps. I'm not saying they shouldn't have made it happen, right? They get paid to make those stops. They didn't make enough of them, and that's why they lost the game. So I'm not excusing that. Understand that. I'm just saying, okay, what is the reason? And I think the reason why is that they started to break down. Mm. Well, they about the first series, they went down for a touchdown. They broke it down then. So you, you, so if they didn't shut them out, you would have been disappointed. A shut out, it was shut out or nothing. No, come on, man. So that's what I'm saying. What are you talking I, about? Juice, they had 15 points going into the fourth quarter. I think they played a pretty good game. The defense played a pretty I'm not, good I'm game not, yeah. against a really good offense, and they. That didn't sounds like have a moral victory statement from you, Big Sam. I'm not. It's an analysis. Okay. That's You're what right. it was for okay. me. Right. I mean, I'm not saying don't be upset. I'm not saying don't want to win. I'm just you're you know we're sitting here supposed to tell people what happened, and I think they ran out of gas. Right, that's your opinion. I get it, but it's, so what do you think happened? They, they just they, weren't good enough. No, I'm saying you can't. I mean, we mean you ran out of gas. It's, that's an excuse. What did the other team run out of gas? Well, no, what, they didn't. So, so but ours did. And we can use that as a reason for. for so, what is the reason? We didn't. We didn't play well enough. Period. Okay, there you go. Why? You tell me. 
Well, yeah, I, I talk, did, but you were not accepting no, my I'm answer. No, I'm not running up the out of gas thing. I okay. think more importantly, I think injuries probably were bigger situations for us, especially in the secondary. Next man up. Yeah, well, that's the way it should be, but <laughs> it wasn't today. So it's not about gas, and especially the guys that came in there. The guys that were in there didn't, didn't, play, didn't play 90 fucking. It was that kind of a night. It was definitely it, it that was kind of a night. definitely <laughs> that kind of a night. I mean, it's – it, it was one of those situations where it was going to lead the show. It was going to be something that I talked about heavily in the podcast because I thought they played so dang well until late in the game, like you mentioned there, Big Seth. And then the levy just kind of seemed to break there. But, you know, I, I was talking about the coverage and the, the two-man. You have Javon Holland and Brandon Jones playing up high. And, man, Javon has so much range and covers so much ground in the passing game. But also, a couple of times we saw it last week, we saw it tonight, where they lose the edge up front. And it, it matters because you get a big gainer, but it tends tends to be 8, 10, 12 yards because here comes number 8 from 20, 20 yards of depth, wrong side of the formation. He comes down there and closes that thing down. So I'm just so impressed by him and what him and Brandon Jones do from an instinct standpoint back in that second level. But I kind of wanted to pivot off of that because it seemed like, you know, once again, I think teams are going to start throwing the ball on play action on short yardage because we saw it finally work. Yeah. The Dolphins get a fourth down stop in the second quarter by Eric Rowe, get off the field, get the ball back to the offense. Later in the game, in a crucial spot down in the goal line, held on three straight plays from inside the three-yard line to get that field goal forced there by Evan McPherson, which if they're not down by you know one or two points, they probably go for it on fourth down at the one-yard line, but they wind up kicking, and then late in the game, they do decide on third down after, again, two more stops from the one and two yard line, they throw the ball this time and it goes in for a touchdown. So, you know, I, I just, I, I think with 10 days rest and kind of getting over all that after a tough loss here, I would expect this defense kind of like they have in the last couple of years to really come out after this short, you know, mini bye week here. I expect to get a lot of good football from this defense going forward. That's kind of my takeaway from, from tonight defensively. Yeah. Well, you know what else on, on defense and this, this, as Seth talked about it earlier too, we, and we talked about a lot in the green room, they didn't put them in very many tough down and distance situations. For right. sure. Those third down and ones, I mean, those are easy conversions for the most part. You That's why they were 8 or 15, exactly right? Exactly right. And that, and that was a thing that we talked about a lot watching this game. And, you know, we go 2 for 10, they go 8 for 15. Most of those third downs, they have a really short yardage and manageable. And they had run and pass options that, you know, we didn't have in some of ours to, to make conversions. And so third down defense on both sides – third down on both yeah. sides of the ball – needs to be addressed, and that could that could change a lot of things in the game moving forward. That was, I think that was one of the points, right? At some yeah. point in this game, the Dolphins, well, they finished 2 for 10. The Bengals go 8 for 15. Right. Both teams said. 0 for 1 on fourth down. So, ultimately, Miami 2 for 11 on critical downs. I mean, Seth, that's – I mean, you got the game book there. I, I saw you keeping track of the stats. That's kind of where the game was lost, right? Well, it, you, have, you lose the turnover battle, and you get dominated on third down on both sides of the ball. It's tough to win. Yeah, yeah. 2-0 in the turnover yeah. battle, too. So. Yeah. I just saw the pick again from yeah, Teddy there late. You, you the can't game. do those things on the road. You well, cannot. You, you, we, and we lost. We kind of lost the, you know, the penalty battle. They kind of caught up at the end on penalties. But the critical, critical times that you know, we were losing that penalty battle as well. You know? So things like that you cannot do on the road. Nope. You, know, you cannot lose the third down. You cannot lose the turnover battle, you know, and you know, and those are those are things, and, and you know that you can't do any time in the game, especially when you're on the road. And yet they're still throwing the ball from the 26 yard line with three minutes and 17 seconds left, with a chance to just gain 26 more yards from the Bengals plus 26 yard line to go win the game or possibly take a lead late mm-hmm. in the game. Right. And then you get the pick. I guess we haven't talked about that. We have a few minutes, a few minutes left in the segment. Maybe we do talk about that because you know we saw it was a throw to Mike Gesicki kind of high and behind. Was that more of a 
miscommunication juice? Was that a bad located throw? What do you think you saw on that on that? Pick I saw miscommunication. Sikki? That's what it looked like. I did because yeah. Mike wasn't ready for it. Teddy was ready to let it rip, and um, I didn't look like Mike was ready for it. So, you know, and that's and that probably boils down to not working with each other sure. all week. Next last couple of weeks, you know, the play's been called. I'm sure they've had this play in the book for a long time, but just not getting that work in. Um, so who knows? You know, Mike was probably trying to get to the next window. Teddy was throwing in the first window. You know, and you know that's that's miscommunication for sure. Probably and mostly because they haven't worked to work well together. Not work well, haven't worked together at all. You know, this week and that's and that's a, that's an unfortunate one, man. Because that was we like you said and Seth said it earlier. We still had a chance yep. with all that was going on today. The Dolphins still had a great chance to go in there and, and take the lead and you know give our defense a chance to go out there and try to you know get a stop and win the game. But that play right there. When we're moving down the field. And let's give Teddy some props, man. Teddy did a decent job today. Yeah, he did. You know, he did a he solid did. job. He even showed me he had more wiggle than I thought he had. <laughs> he, he sure did. did. You know? He did. A little spin he, move. He, he I think you challenged his manhood a little bit there. No, you didn't challenge his manhood. No, I was just talking Maybe a about athleticism. athleticism. <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. I've never challenged his manhood, you know. Um, but at the same time, though, man, moving forward, looking forward, man, I think that Teddy with a solid 10 days of work, being in the league and playing solid football for a long time in this NFL – you know, of course, we're, we're, we're worried and we, we're thinking about Tua, but look, the Dolphins and Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel did a good job of getting some guys in here that can hopefully come in and fill the void until we get Tua back, you know, and uh, Teddy's one of those guys. And we also know that Tyler was was uh, dressed out tonight, too. So we've got some guys. He's definitely going to be the backup next week, in my opinion. I mean, I know I'm, no, I'm obviously no doctor, sure. but, you know, I just I, – I want – I want the Miami Dolphins to take their time with the Tua situation and make sure he's okay, you know, and then go from there. I, 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 whatever it is, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. If he's not, just give him all the time he's going to need, man. But we have to move forward with Teddy, and we have to move forward with Skyler, and we and the team has to move on with all the other positions that we're, a, we're, that we're ailing at. Yeah, just kind of looking at the drive chart in that second half, I, I agree that there was some moments for Teddy, but – Two three and outs to start the second half. Then the 64-yard pass where they bogged down inside the five-yard line. Three and out again, then a pick. So I just that that's why I tend to think that this game goes more towards the offense. Obviously, it's a team game, but I, I do think the defense kind of held up their end of the bargain until the yeah. levy broke their leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that too. And it's going to be tough for any offensive guy to come, especially a quarterback, to come in and, and, and be able to move a team. And we also talked about the emotional part of it originally too. So there's a lot going on there with a team that has a quarterback that's, that's been in the league for a while, but at the same time, though, has not had the snaps with the first team. Yeah. But you also see what happens when you see your guy. I, I promise you, man, when you see your guy. I remember when Lamar Thomas got knocked out against Buffalo. And I, when you see your guy land on the field like that, man, it's hard to refocus about football, even though it's our job to do so. And, you know, we're ignoring one other phase here, guys, special teams. Oh. So, uh, you know, we can't – and we can't ignore this anymore. We're a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah. Tonight you have a missed extra point. You have a blocked field goal coming off of the butt punt the week before. And we laugh about it, but, you know, Crossman's yeah. not laughing, he and he's right to isn't. not laugh. He certainly is. And, he's and, all, and, and a kickoff <laughs> return to start against Baltimore, you're in yeah. the hole 7 nothing. Just kick, You defer, and you, and you kick the ball off, and now you're down 7 nothing. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think special teams needs to tighten it up for, as well. 100%. Yeah, that, that's kind of the fine margins where the Dolphins lost this game ultimately, and you talk about the turnovers and three and outs and things like that. So, yeah, it's just – 
wasn't on the right side for the Miami Dolphins tonight. They lose 27-15 in Cincinnati. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final from Cincinnati, 27-15. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miami Dolphins football is on the air on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Porpoise Pod, the newest Miami Dolphins podcast, hosted by Tobin and Solana. Listen for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage, so next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron. Find a station near you on the Chevron app. We have head coach Mike McDaniel at the podium uh, talking postgame. Um, he uh, was uh, evaluated for... Um, for concussion, and he's in the concussion protocol. Uh, he he was at he was at the hospital. I believe he's about to get discharged. Um, it was uh, yeah that that was an emotional moment. Um, that is not part of the deal that anyone signs up for, even though you you know it's a possibility in, in football to have something that you have to get taken off and on a stretcher is uh, you know all of his teammates myself we were all um very very concerned so the the best news that we could get is that everything is checked out um that he didn't uh have any anything more serious than um a a concussion will be uh he'll be flying back with us here on the plane um, tough, to, tough to get back into the game after for both coaches and players after a situation like that. Yeah, no. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people struggled. I know me personally. Um, that's you know, I, if I didn't have a job to do for the organization and the rest of the players, um, and I didn't have that that. Uh, um, I don't know obligation in in my mind. I uh, yeah, I, I would have tapped it. I, it's not something that um, is comfortable for anybody, and um, it was a, it was not a situation that you want for any of your players or or your team in general. It's some scary stuff. Um, I'm just glad that it, that it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what um, when you lose games to um, very good teams, um, you know, you can always point to that. You know, we we lost the turnover battle, and we we're kicking field goals as opposed to trying to score touchdowns. Um, as uh, on top of that, we had some third downs. We um, including the third and one, I think, in the fourth quarter, or third. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. There's situational football that um, we had been executing. We did not um, today, and that, and you you don't get freebies or you don't get passes in games uh, against good teams. You know, so um, that, the the point of that is um, only it, it only means anything if you can learn from it. If you can get better from it, and that's what I'm going to be challenging the guys to do. Uh, because that's that, that's what will happen in uh, in games against good opponents if you uh, don't don't take advantage of those opportunities. They win those situations, and you lose. You'll lose the game. Um, the message was that uh, that. That if, I mean, if Tua had his way, that he would be, he'd be standing here watching us play, and that we um, need to put forth an effort for him to, um, because one of our one of our teammates and our and our brothers has gone down. So um, that was beyond you know what everyone else was um, trying to do. You know they had expectations to come in and play pretty well, and and they didn't. So. Um, tried to refocus them as best as best I could um, with with that message. Mike, what led to the um, determination to allow Tua to play tonight? Like, what went into all the factors to make sure that he was healthy enough to play? Uh, I mean, what goes into every um, every one of those decisions um, that. You know, it's it starts with your medical staff, but then there's independent um, there's independent uh, specialists that look into it too. There's a there's an entire protocol, and then you're you're talking to the player as well. So um, probably I don't know um, five or six different layers of uh, of a process and decision making, like you do with all players. Him getting cleared by people, like yeah, I mean your your standard operating procedure with uh with all players in every single game. Mike, I know you've answered previously, but it's worth asking again. Can you express with 100 percent certainty that Tua in the last Sunday's game against Buffalo did not suffer a concussion or underhead injury? Yeah, otherwise we would have reported him having a head injury. I mean that's that's why the NFL has these protocols. Um, and there's not, like every single NFL game that is played, um, there's an independent specialist that specializes in the specialty of brain matter. So, um, yeah, the, um, for me, as long as I'm coaching here, um, if there's in, uh, you know, I'm not going to fudge that whole that whole situation. If there's um, any any sort of inclination that someone has. A concussion. They go into the concussion protocol, and it's very strict. Without, without, um, yeah. If people don't vary or stray. We, I, we don't mess with that. Never have. And I, as long as I'm the head coach, that will never be um, an issue that you guys have to worry about. What allows him to kind of be able to 
fly back on the team plane. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's told to me. It's not. I'm making that decision. It's, it's more that the um, medical professionals uh, that are there with him at the time um, deem him fit to fit to leave, and um, you know what goes into that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't pretend to, to know. I, I just, uh, I just. Report the news. Yeah, no, I, I saw him. I saw him lay lay down. Um, I saw that it, it looked like he had the uh, some stressors going on with with the impact of the hit. Um, and then once I got out to the field. Um, I, I knew right away that uh, that this was um, at least a concussion. What I was worried about was other things. Um, on on top of that, obviously, I was very worried about his head. But um, you know, you were wanting to make sure that you know all things with relation to the to the spine and back and all that stuff. You want to make sure that's okay. But it was very clear to me um, from the onset. That uh, he he had uh, I didn't I didn't really know the degree of but I knew he had a concussion he he was uh, he was asking for me um, and then um, you know when he saw me I, I could I could just tell there was uh, it wasn't the the same guy that I that I'm used to seeing so. Um, you know, I, I think uh, that that was my hope, um, just because I I would know I I knew exactly the way Tua would feel um, that he'd want his guys to go and uh, take care of business, and so I would hope at uh, you know at least at halftime when when I'm extending that message, um, I I think they put it past them. Uh, they they went out and fought, so um, I think both sides of the ball. Um, and special teams didn't show any signs of, you know, just kind of being out of it. They, we just didn't make the plays we need to make, um, you know. And and like it was, uh, and we were playing a good team that was taking advantage of opportunities that we weren't. So um, I, I think that you know I feel confident that they put it behind them, um, uh, but you know I, it, it's. At that point in time, you know you you have to you have to put it behind you, but you also have to rise to the occasion and make some plays on both sides of the ball. And I think um, you know we just weren't very complimentary like we had been in the, in the previous weeks. Talk about the frustration of losing a game that you had some opportunities there and block block field goal, miss extra point, uh, some penalties, a couple couple interceptions. Yeah. No, I think that is, um, you know, something that that you don't want to run away from the frustration. I think that the, you know, you, you have to you have to experience this in some in some part to to really 
go after all the little details that it takes um, to win NFL football games. So it's very frustrating. You feel um, like you you wasted an opportunity um, to play toe-to-toe with a very good team and uh, potentially beat them, but that's the point. It's not supposed to be easy. And um, if you're if you're wanting to, um, you know, play teams like this on stages like this, you have to. Um, you you can't do some of those things. Otherwise, um, you're you're gonna end up on the side of the stick, uh, on the short side of the stick. But um, to me, it, it's incredibly frustrating, um, with good reason, and that's part of what we do. Um, in professional football, and you, you do one of two things with it: you either use it to make you make you get better, or you uh, live with things that you can't change and um, get worse. You know. So our plan is is to learn from it um, and uh, move forward. Uh, at, at, you know, and the only thing you can do really to me with losses is make them purposeful and how do you make them purposeful well you you have to get you have to be better from it than had you won the game so that's the way i'm going to approach it with the with the team and um so far they they haven't done anything but um answered the bell whenever i asked them so i i I feel confident that we can get that done Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If 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 I would have, that would be irresponsible in the first place, and I I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this position. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that his an injury from last week um, uh, made hit, made him fall the same way this week, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do not have any, like absolutely zero patience for or will ever um, put a put a, posi- a player in a position to, um, for them to be in harm's way. That is like not. Um, what I'm about at all, and no outcome of a game would ever influence me being irresponsible as the head coach of the football team. You know, I I got out there pretty quick. Um, I did notice some guys around um, uh, that that were pretty worried about it. Um, I, I tell you this much: uh, if you guys or if people were ever curious or qu- questioning if two is the leader of the team, I think you found out pretty quick. Uh, it was a gut punch to a lot of people, um, and uh, you know, I just I'm just very very happy that he's um, like I said that he's uh, you know that it wasn't anything more. Um, I'm very happy with that, and I just want to get him um, healthy and right for himself and for the football team, whenever that is. Yeah, he he was he was responding. 
once I got out there, when I got out there, which was pretty quick, um, he was con- he was conscious. I could just tell by what we're communicating and how he's talking to me that this was he was a, um, in the midst of a concussion for sure. Um, you know, I'm no medical expert, but it was pretty obvious um, to me that uh, he he was just trying to grasp what was going on what what had just happened you know there's there's some a little little that foggy nature to it well um i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that i I've never, I'll never be comfortable with it. It's just not my personality, and you know, I'm pretty emotionally um, invested in, in these guys. Uh, so, you know, it's also part of part of the game. Uh, I, I don't think it would. It's not something that goes away, but it's not something that's in the forefront of my mind. To answer your question, I. Uh, it's not I don't think it's something I'd ever get comfortable with um, but you, you know that uh, that it is a an unfortunate part of, of the game so um, if I if I didn't have so many other people uh, depending on me to do my job may, maybe it would be hard to get over but I, I don't really have that option um, with regard to the responsibility that I feel for the Miami Dolphins organization and the fan base. So that was head coach Mike McDaniel after the first loss of his head coaching career. We'll react to that coming up, but first let's go ahead and pause 15 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. We'll come back and close up our number one on the other side with reaction from Mike McDaniel's press conference. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Mazda. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new Mazda SUV on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Our Miami Dolphins want to help you lock in a low mortgage rate. That's why Amerisave is our official mortgage lender. Whether you want to refinance, get cash out, or purchase a new home, visit Amerisave.com to lock in your low mortgage rate today. We heard from Mike McDaniel on the other side there. Lengthy press conference here, Big Seth, our press conference consigliere. What stands out to you, my friend? Well, obviously a lot of talk about (laughs) Tua and the situation there, as expected. Um, You know, there was a lot of talk about the doctors and what have you, but to me what stood out 
regarding Tua was number one, as coach said, it was an emotional moment and he was exceptionally concerned. And, and quite frankly, if he didn't have the responsibilities of being the head coach, he probably would have been uh, even more impacted, but he just didn't have the luxury of doing that. And he had too many people depending upon him. And I thought that was a, a very real and transparent answer. Um, I was curious as to what he would have said to those guys at halftime, because while we're starting to see on Twitter now, some, some of the players saying how they were asking about Tua and they were concerned, of course they were going to be concerned about their captain but I didn't think you know and this is my opinion I didn't think that they looked like a team that was lost in the second half they did lose but I thought that they gave great effort and so I was curious to hear what he said and the fact that the message was hey Tua probably wishes even if he couldn't play that he was standing here on the sideline with us and so we need to give the effort that he would expect from us if he were here so I thought that was really interesting and I thought that they did that um situational football we didn't execute today but that was a real powerful statement you don't get freebies against good teams in this league Love that. right and so and they didn't take advantage of opportunities that's exactly what we were all saying and the coach confirmed that um and, and then but here's what is so fascinating to me he certainly doesn't want to lose. There's never a game where coach wants to lose. But in some ways, you could see that he sees value in this loss and or an opportunity to improve this team. You have to experience this in some part to fully understand what it takes to win NFL football games. It's not supposed to be easy. Listen to what he's saying there. It's not supposed to be easy. So what do you do with a loss? You have to learn from it and move forward. You have to make losses purposeful. That was huge. You have to be better from this loss than you would have been if you won the game. Juice, we always talk about when the big man, when the six foot eleven guy on the basketball court makes the three at the beginning of the game, I think we've got him right where we want him. Because he's all of a sudden going to think he's Larry Bird. He's going to start jacking threes all day long, right? You know, so in Never some ways, that. it's that idea of, uh, and, and how many times have we said a team escapes with a win? And they forget all of the things that went wrong and they lose sight of the fact that there's so much they need to correct. And so he's saying that you have to be better from this loss than you would have been if you won the game. And so he sees this as a teaching moment, as a coaching moment. And I now can't wait to see how they come out in the next game because of that very point that the coach made. Yeah, it's, it's been a consistent theme for him, hasn't it, about, you know, uh, the adversity they face and the the, uh, the lessons they've learned from the victories and how you can't hang your head and how he's kind of really hammered that point home after those wins to come back. And like you mentioned, Seth, now he has a chance to kind of speak a different message. I wrote down every question and answer, like kind of in my shorthand here on my notes. I put that part in bold. I really, really liked that point about going toe-to-toe with a very good team. And that's the frustrating part. And he called it frustrating again later in that answer, like you mentioned there, uh, and making the loss a purposeful one. I just thought that was, was really good, especially, you know, we, we poke fun at fans on Twitter for, uh, I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter much this week, seeing Buffalo Bills fans get upset about the sunshine oh. in the building. <laughs> um, some excuses that were put out there. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm not saying the Bills themselves made that excuse, but I just looked at the contrast of the two press conferences of teams that felt they should have won their game and lost because the Bills felt that way last week. And Juice, I, I just think that messaging, as a player, when you hear a coach kind of have that self-awareness, have that clarity, I think is a good word for it. Like, that's got to be only a positive thing for the players, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, there, there wasn't there weren't any excuses out there. He said we got to do better in certain aspects of the game. You know, 
You know, no freebies is my favorite part of that thing. There are no, no freebies. freebies. Right. No matter what. Even bad teams, there's no freebies. But definitely no freebies against good teams. Good you teams know? on the road on national television? 1,000%, yeah. man. And, uh, you know, and a team that's finally they're filling themselves out now. You know, a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, come on. This is a, this is a good team. And so, you know, the Dolphins didn't play well enough on the road against a good team that, you know, that, that's starting to get their legs underneath them. And so, yeah, it's part of me. I, I love his messaging is always seems for me, it's always on point, you know, from talking about the Tua situation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to talking about the team situation to, and everything in between. Um, Mike McDaniel thinks and thinks and processes every word he's going to say. And it makes makes everything a lot clearer for me when I hear him talk. You know, what I mean? that's a great point. Yeah, Juice. Yeah, yeah. That is a great point. And yeah. we noticed that when we interviewed him in the fish tank, yeah. it was like, yeah. wow, we get it more now. Yeah. And I think that the players uh, just by the results that we're seeing and the things that the players say after you listen to what he says in, in a presser and then you hear the way the players answer questions. I think it's making it more clear for them. Yeah. As well. And this is a big this. Is a, I'm going to tell you what. Unfortunately, you know, Tua got hurt, but it's a big moment on the for the team. For 2022, it's a big moment for Coach McDaniel in 2022. And moving forward, we're going to see how the team reacts to, you know, today, tonight's loss of, you know, some of, of Tua, uh, loss of the game, you know what I mean? And we'll see how they move forward. This, And I think he's going to take this moment right here to, to be the best coach he can be. This is the best time for him to shine as a head man. I agree. It's going to be an interesting, you know, 10 days leading into the next game. Glad you said 10 days because they do have a little mini buy here over the weekend. Get right, head back into the Jets, and hopefully get back to 4-1 and one after that game. About a minute left here, Seth. I was curious because I have this in my notes, and I'm just wondering if you had the, the rest of it. I just wrote down his answer when he said, absolutely not. I shouldn't be put in this position, talking about the injury and um, about kind of the, the questioning there at the end that kind of was repetitive about you know, putting Tua back out there and stuff. Uh, kind of like the way he, he – stood for himself there and said, yeah, I'm not going to put the guy back out there if there was a, a serious injury. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Travis. And and he did. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that we've heard the coach raise his voice yeah. much. You know, maybe you have on the practice field or what have you. But certainly we don't hear that with the media. I don't think he wanted to be challenged in the sense that or, or have his morals or ethics challenged mm-hmm. that he would put a football game uh, ahead of the safety of one of his players, especially we're not talking about, oh, a guy dislocated his finger here. You know, when you start talking about somebody's head and their future, I believe the coach when he says that he doesn't take that lightly. Uh, I think that we can see from the time he got here, he talked about caring about a player, having this short window, a finite amount of time to live out their dreams, caring about the dreams of everybody in the building. I think he is an emotional, thoughtful guy. I think he's got a very high, high level of emotional intelligence. And, and if he thinks that a player – is going to be how many times did we hear him say protecting players from themselves in the preseason? You know, and those were with hamstring injuries, quad injuries, you know, whatever it might be, protecting players from themselves. I would like to believe that even with his quarterback, when it comes to somebody's brain, that that he's going to put the player first. I I, I want to believe that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too that you mentioned, or he, he mentioned, I should say, and you kind of pointed out in the when he was talking that. First thing Tua did when he was cognizant was ask for coach. Where's Where's Mike at? You that know? tells you a lot, guys. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. tells and, you a and lot. And we also saw Mike walk more with him mm-hmm. towards when they were when they were uh, toting him off. I almost Mike thought he was going to locker room with him. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I, I really thought he was going to go, and I I love that relationship, man. I love the, you know that you know, he honestly he's that 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 father figure on the field for him that you know yeah. has that love and feeling for for Tua. 
and the fact that he's looking for two, and the fact that Mike walked him partway, you know, to the tunnel was pretty cool. In my it, it's 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 an emotional game, and you love to see an emotional response. You know, guys being vulnerable and wearing their emotions in their sleeves. I, I've always really you know resonated towards that, and it's cool to see with with this team with this head coach. And for Mike, real quick, it wasn't about the game; it's about the, the individual, yeah. and that's what I love. That came I out. It came out big time, and that'll serve him well going forward for sure. With you know buying you know some some uh, equity here with the team as far as just the way he cares about the guys. If, if he hasn't already, I mean, I'm sure he has, right. but. That only goes a little bit further. Busy first hour, hour two coming your way next. Antennas up, game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit the freetvproject.org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Dolphins postgame also is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, from Cincinnati, the final score, 27-15. Dolphins lose this one. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.